It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two here on Thursday morning. And I'm going to start this hour off with something that some of you will say, gee, that sounds like a a commercial. Some of you are going to say, no, that's a public service announcement. And I'm going to explain because last year we had the story, WBSM covered it in depth, where Lindsay's Family Restaurant in Wareham closed after almost 80 years in business. And one of the main concerns people had when Lindsay's closed, which, by the way, we also have the story. There is a new restaurant that will be opening there in the fall. Uh, it's, it's the it's a chain, but not a chain. It's a, it's a guy who owns a couple of restaurants and Wareham will be his newest location. And it's going to be, you know, a, a, a family place, but not the same type of family-style eatery that Lindsay's was. But one of the concerns people had when Lindsay's closed was, where am I going to get turkey croquettes now? Because there was one of the few remaining places where you could get turkey croquettes, which people love. A lot of people look at those and say, why would you eat that when you go out to a restaurant? That's something that your, your mom made with leftovers after Thanksgiving. You were forced to eat turkey croquettes. But the people who love them Love them. And I know this because I worked in a restaurant where we made them. And people would go nuts whenever we had them. They not only would come in to buy them, they'd want to buy a dozen to take home with them. So the, the people who are fans of turkey croquettes will go to any length to get them. But people were upset because I guess Lindsay's were some of the best. I did try them when we went there and did a a seize the deal. I went with the Fun 107 crew when I was a digital managing editor and took some photos and video. And they were very, very good. It's just, it's not something, and I like turkey croquettes. I like chicken croquettes, but it's not something I would order when I go out to eat. But people would look forward to getting the turkey croquettes at Lindsay's. Well, we also have this story that uh, Dave Verano, who was the chef at Lindsay's for the last uh, decade or so before it closed, had moved on to the Charred Oak Tavern in Middleborough. And he was going to become the new executive chef over there and try to help them bring back some of what they were originally known for when they first kind of opened up. And they'd gotten a little bit away from that with the previous executive chef, and they were trying to be more of the, the, bar- the uh, Charred Oak Tavern that people remembered before that chef went on to barrels and boards. So Dave Verano came in and he started, you know, putting in some of his own touches on the menu, lots of great stuff, but he also would do throwbacks to some of his Lindsay's favorites. I happened to go there one day because I saw that they had alligator etouffee and I wanted to have that because I like alligator. And so when I went there, they had 
the haddock chowder that he used to make at Lindsay's on the menu. And I was like, well, I, I got to get a bowl of that because it's the best chowder I've ever had in my life. And so I got some of that. But I saw a post on Facebook this morning, and I just wanted to let you know about it for those of you who matter. This was posted about 10 to 15 minutes ago on the Chart Oak Tavern page. And it has the, uh, you know, the alert emoji. This is not a drill. Chef Dave's famous turkey croquettes are on special this week. So if you are a turkey croquettes fan and you miss the Lindsay's turkey croquettes, head on over to the Chard Oak Tavern in Middleborough and get them for yourself today. It is, uh, it's $17 for the meal and I bet you people would pay twice that. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. In the last hour, we were talking about this, insi- this this situation with the Onset Beach Patio and Grill where they had country line dancing, free country line dancing lessons, not a country line dancing night, not something that they were charging uh, uh, money at the door to get into and take part in. They just said, if you come on by, we're going to be having free country line dancing lessons on the patio. And the town shut them down because they don't have an entertainment license. They have to get the entertainment license to be able to put these down. So to put these on. So let me just read some of the comments that came in on the WBSM Facebook page. And we'll take your comments at 508-996-0500 or over the WBSM app chat option. Uh, Robin just put three money bag emojis with what? Uh, Janine says, do they mean to say that all restaurants with TVs and radios, what restaurants don't have those, have to pay? Wow. Yeah, that's true. They do. They all have to get an entertainment license. Uh, Andrew says, how dare Americans have fun? Pauline, this is ridiculous. Shame on that town. Can't even breathe without a permit in any city or town in Massachusetts these days. Shake my head. Susan said, that's odd if they aren't doing it for money or after hours. Jay replied, uh, all of the money and they will lose out on the rest of, all about the money and they will lose out on the rest of the summer. Offer the license if he pays for the previous months. I get the need for an entertainment license, but TV and radio also money hungry. Uh, Albert, give him the license and let him go on with it. It's nice to see a place where people are having fun. Uh, Jen says, Albert, they will give it, but bet they will charge him a ridiculous amount for it. This is why small businesses are going out of business. Well, it's $155. Uh, if you read the story, Jen, the the uh, information is right there for you. Uh, Corinne says, bet one of the other nearby restaurants are complaining because they are taking business away from them. Melissa, almighty dollar. It's not like they were charging. This is why we can't have nice things because the government has to stick their nose into everything and stick their hand out. Ridiculous. Uh, Rhonda, are you kidding me? Didn't follow this, but did a Karen complain or something? I mean, why do they need a license for dancing? They already have an established business. So these are just some of the comments that are showing up on the Facebook page. And then, of course, a lot of Footloose-related gifts. Because it is very much like Footloose, the town that banned dancing. So uh, if you want to chime in on that, you can jump on our Facebook page or you can app chat us or you can call in at 508-996-0500. There was something kind of funny that happened. There's a, a... Wareham Town Facebook group that I started years ago because I got into an argument with the guy that was running one of the main town groups on Facebook. He didn't like me going in there and promoting WBSM articles by sharing them in there. 
even though I only shared ones that were about Wareham. And we got into an argument about it, and I, I had to point out to him, not really very nicely, that um, I'd lived in town a lot longer than he had. And that uh, even though he was a former selectman, like more people liked me <laughs> and wanted to have the news and didn't care about his uh, his power struggle that he's trying to have in a, in a Facebook group. And anyway, so I started my own group and it's grown to, you know, a couple thousand people. And I've passed it on to a friend of mine to really do the moderating for because I don't have the time. And there's a lot of fake accounts that are popping up and stuff like that. So he's been handling that. And a woman wanted to post a comment in there. We have the comments have to all be approved. And a woman wanted to comment on how this business has this history of the owner being rude to people and getting into a fight and all of that, which again, I don't have any proof of, so I couldn't put it in the story. But she sent me a message in the middle of the night saying, so you're not approving any comments that mention what kind of person this guy is that mentioned some of the things that have happened in this business and basically accusing us of trying to control the story. And um, I approved her comment during the news and wrote back a message saying, I'm sorry that you expected us to be awake and approving your comments at, at two o'clock in the morning, but we were sleeping. That's uh, that's Facebook for you. 508-996-0500. I will say, too, that Barry has an article that I think you will enjoy. And we can talk a little bit about this, too. He has an article about dialing for dollars. Now, last year, I wrote an article about dialing for dollars and how it shaped my love of movies as a kid. Because a lot of movies, first of all, we went, we didn't always have cable when I was younger. Sometimes if the bills got too high, you know, with five kids and everything, if the bills got too high, cable was the first thing that would get cut. Back when it was probably like 25, 30 bucks a month, but that would be the first thing to get cut. So there were times that we didn't have cable and instead we would like rent movies from the supermarket. Kids back in the old days, we had these things called VHS tapes. And originally, we had to go to these places called video stores. Not the big blockbuster that you remember or the Hollywood video or anything like that. No, no, we had these little tiny mom and pop video stores. In fact, the first one I remember renting it from, renting movies from was a Curtis Mathis store. I actually remember getting those big like video disc things that look like a record album cover that you put into this machine. We would rent the machine and rent a bunch of those discs of like old Disney movies like Apple Dumpling Gang and the computer wore tennis shoes. But anyway, we would get these videos and then the supermarket had them and you got them for 99 cents a night. So we would go home and just watch like three movies in a row and then return them. But if you didn't have cable, the only other time I could watch movies because, you know, I had to go to bed at night was dialing for dollars. And granted, they were edited for television and George Allen came on multiple times during the movie, but I loved watching movies that way. Especially when it was horror movie week. <sighs> the Howling, Terror Train, He Knows You're Alone, 
Barry points out something in his article today about dialing for dollars. He doesn't know anybody that ever won, nor even got a call from either George Allen on Channel 6 in the 80s or Salty Brian in the 60s and 70s on Channel 12. He doesn't know anybody that ever even got a call. You know how he would call you and you had to know the, the amount to prove you were listening? He doesn't even know anybody that got that call, let alone got the call and got it wrong or got it right. How about you? Did you ever get a call from George Allen or Salty Brian before him? Did you ever get a call as part of dialing for dollars? It's such a genius idea, too, by the way. Looking back at media and, and, and the way that it has evolved, the ways that we try to get interactive with you so that we know that you're out there listening, which, in fact, we'll talk about because that's how we're going to be giving away Nickelback tickets. That was such a genius idea to say we, we want you to send us your phone number. Did they, did they do it that way? I forget. Did you send them your phone number or did they just randomly open up a phone book? God, I would love to do that. I would love to just open up a phone book. I know, kids, there used to be these books where they had listed everybody's name, address, and phone number. And when you wanted to find how to call somebody, you would look that up in that book. If I could find a phone book, I would love to open one up and just randomly start calling people and say, hi, are you listening to WBSM right now? You know, I would like to do that more organically than, the, than some of the, the, uh, the bits that some radio DJs would do. But what a genius idea. So simple, so effective. But as Barry said, who actually won? And I'm not saying that there weren't winners. I talked to John Meffia from Fairhaven uh, last year for my story, who used to work on the program when he worked at Channel 6, and people did win. But I don't know anybody that did. It wasn't a scam. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fake contest. But I don't know anybody that won. I don't know anybody that even got the phone call. I know I sat by the phone every afternoon waiting for George Allen to call me. I didn't even care about winning the money. I just want to talk to George Allen. Had I known that, you know, I was growing up in Plymouth watching this, had I known he was a half an hour ride away, I would have been like, Dad, can we go down to the studio and meet George Allen? He probably would have taken me down. I was thinking about this this morning, my first time ever being on television. Channel 7 in Boston. As on, a, on a kid's show called Ready to Go where I made a fool of myself by spilling vegetable oil all over the set. But my dad bringing me up there and geeking out right along with me as we walked around the Channel 7 news set and we got to see how they do the weather in front of the screen and all that kind of stuff. And he was geeking out about it just as much as I was. So anyway... Did you ever win dialing for dollars? Did you ever even get a phone call? Do you know anybody that did? 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Those crazy nights I do remember in my youth. I'll do it. Most of all. 
Welcome back in. So I've got some interesting news for you. If uh, if you are a fan of meat and who isn't, that interesting news is you can get the best meat around at the butcher shop in Fairhaven, uh, in, Fairhaven in New Bedford. Uh, it's not that far. If you are listening from outside the area, it's not that far to come down to New Bedford, to go to 123 Dartmouth Street and go to the butcher shop. And I can tell you, it's worth the drive. I know there's a lot of people listening right now from Wareham and Onset because of the story we're talking about. Get in the car and drive to the butcher shop. You will find some of the most fantastic meats around. You will find everything from Terrace Major to Tomahawk Steaks, Steak Tips, Sirloin. You will find uh, chicken breast, celebrity pork chops. They will make you never want to eat another pork chop except for celebrity for the rest of your life. Of course, all their homemade sausages, linguisa, charisse, everything there for you. Lobsters in the tank, a refrigerator full of cheeses, and a basement with every kind of wine you could imagine and beer as well. All of that and more at the butcher shop, as well as some of their great pre-made food too. So if you're looking for an easy lunch, just jump in the car, head on over to the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, and they will have something delicious ready to go for you. And don't forget Maria's Rice Pudding for dessert. You deserve it. Check out the butcher shop again, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. And another bit of news before we go into the newsroom, and that is today is a special day. Happy birthday to Ashley Turner, the former Spooky South Coast Week and Weird news correspondent who uh, is celebrating a birthday today. It says she's never gotten a radio birthday shout-out before, so I'm glad I could be the first one for you, Ashley. Enjoy your day. I hope it is the best one yet. And uh, now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Officials on the Hawaiian island of Maui now say wildfires sweeping across the western island have killed at least 36 people. According to a press release from Maui County, 36 total fatalities have been discovered amid the active Lahaina fire. Entire blocks of homes and businesses in historic Lahaina town have gone up in smoke, where fires fueled by wind from a Pacific hurricane are concentrated. More than 270 structures are damaged or destroyed. Two of Donald Trump's co-defendants in the classified documents case will be entering pleas this morning. Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira and Trump's personal aide Walt Nauda have been charged with multiple offenses related to the former president's alleged mishandling of classified documents after leaving office. Both defendants will be arraigned this morning in Fort Pierce, Florida on new charges brought by the special counsel in the case. There are no reports of arrests or injuries after a large group of protesters blocked the eastbound 134 freeway in Glendale, California. Kids are starving. 120,000 people and 30,000 alone, just the kids, are starving and have no food. This is not normal in 2023 to face genocide. The protesters were trying to bring attention to the plight of Armenians. The group blocked the all lanes of the freeway with cars and semi-trucks at about 9 o'clock Wednesday night. The California Highway Patrol issued a SIG alert that lasted three hours. The protesters had laid large signs across the freeway with messages directed at Congressman Adam Schiff, who represents Glendale. 
Amazon is opening new locations of primary care provider One Medical, which the tech giant acquired earlier this year. One Medical told ABC News on Wednesday it just opened two locations in Connecticut, plans to open a third in San Francisco's Castro neighborhood, and will open its first Milwaukee office this fall. One Medical offers a $199 annual membership that gives patients treatment for anything from common illnesses to chronic conditions, as well as mental and sexual health needs, with no copay or additional fees. And the Blackhawks are paying tribute to their late team owner, Rocky Wirtz. Former announcer Pat Foley spoke last night as the team held a public memorial at the United Center. He did not revitalize this franchise. I don't think that does him justice. I believe he saved it. The family and friends of the hundreds of current of former Hawks players were in attendance. Wirtz died last month after a brief illness at the age of 70. In sports, the Red Sox beat the Kansas City Royals last night 4-3, eking out a win. They're on again at 7.10 p.m. tonight at Fenway Park. And the Patriots are getting ready to kick off at 7 o'clock sharp tonight to play their first preseason game against the Houston Texans. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. As we head through the day today, expect it to be cloudy and humid. We're going to see some scattered showers reaching a high of 82 degrees today. But we're going to see some heavy storms moving in the area after 5 o'clock today. So we're going to stay weather aware from 5 to midnight tonight. That's because as these storms move in, we're going to see some heavy downpours, some damaging winds, and possibly a chance of a tornado. Overnight low, 66 degrees, and for tomorrow, mostly sunny and humid, high near 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 68 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Welcome back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in or you can send those app chat messages. Uh, we also got an app chat message from Ashley. Good morning. Uh, also, we got one from App Al in Somerset and we were talking about George Allen and dialing for dollars. Barry has an article up there for you to check out today uh, if you want to read more about that. And uh, he, uh, Al, Ab Al says, yes, George Allen would pick numbers from the phone book. I would watch that every day, but never a phone call. Still waiting for that big money. Also, didn't he have bowling for dollars? I don't, I remember Candlepins for Cash on Channel 5. That was, uh, that was, was that the one that was hosted by Don Gillis? 
I know Don Gillis hosted the big Candlepin show, but there were two different Candlepin shows. One was Don Gillis and one was, I know, I think John Dennis hosted it for a while, but um, Don Gillis, of course, got his start here at WBSM. A lot of people don't know that. Everybody knows about Gil Santos and Gil Santos' time at WBSM, but people don't know that Don Gillis actually started here as well. I, I got to write an article about him before he passed away in the early 2000s about his time at WBSM. And it was before I worked here. So it was it was pretty cool to get to profile that. Uh, so I'm not sure... I think, you know, I'm not sure what they had in the Providence market. I just remember the, the Boston candle pins for cash. And I would watch that and think to myself, like, how do people get that good at bowling? And now here I am, I guess I would call myself a bowler because I'm, I'm in a league and I go bowling every week. Just, I, you know, I take the summer off. But here it is, you know, 40 years later and I'm still thinking to myself, how do people bowl like that? Because I certainly can't. I don't have that ability. And if you are a bowler, if you can do all of that, you know, the, 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 how it comes down the, along the gutter and then it angles in, you have my utmost respect because I cannot, I mean, I can do it, but I can't do it with consistency. I get how to do it. I'm just not good at it. I have to practice more like that, but I tend to, to stick with the way that I do it, which is straight ahead bowling. Uh, so right now we are getting, I got an app chat message from working fool in Fairhaven. Uh, says, Tim, didn't you know if you didn't know if you heard anything on this traffic, 195 East is at a standstill. I'm looking at the Google maps map and 195 East is at a standstill because it looks like according to Google maps here, there are two crashes there's one right after the Fairhaven exit heading toward Mattapoisett. There's another one right uh, in the middle of the two Fairhaven exits on the eastbound side. You know, the, uh, the off-ramp and the on-ramp. So we've got two crashes over there that are slowing things down all the way. Traffic is backed up all the way to about Kyler's Catch. And then once you get to the on-ramp heading toward 195 East in Fairhaven... That's where the second crash is, and things are still a little bit backed up in that direction for about another mile or so. So if you're heading out on 195 East, avoid the highway. Avoid from Kyler's Catch to Fairhaven, which you can use, you know, alternate routes. If you don't know them, I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's a couple of different ways you can go. Pick one of those. And uh, if we get any information about that clearing up, I'm going to leave Google Maps open on in front of me with the live traffic going so uh, we, can, we can let you know. In the old days, radio stations had traffic services that would give them all the traffic information. We don't need that anymore. We've got Google Maps and we've got the WBSM app. If you don't have the WBSM app already, download it now because it will give you live traffic information. You can open it up. There's a button there, uh, an option in the menu for traffic. You click on that and it will give you live traffic. So you can see if there is a backup on your route. You can also get daily weather. You can always open that up and get the weather at any time. Two of the great features of the WBSM app brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. Download it now from your app store or from WBSM.com. 
And as I always tell you, if you have any trouble getting the app, because it is such an important thing to have, it is such a useful, it's probably the most useful app you're going to have on your phone. And because I feel that way about it, if you have trouble getting it, downloading it, getting it to work, any of that, shoot me an email, tim at wbsm.com, and I will help you out. We get a lot of people who come in and say, I, I, I don't know how to get the app on my phone. So that's what we're here for. We're here to help. Again, 508-996-0500, or if you have the app, you can just open it up and hit the call us button in the middle of the screen, and it will call us directly. Or you can send us an app chat text message or an open line voicemail message because you have the app and you have all those great features. But I also like to hear your voice. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break and be back in just a few moments. If you want to call in and chime in. Uh, Now, Jack Spillane was in here with us on Monday for our Turning on the Light segment. And I asked him if he was, you know, what he was working on, as I do each week. And uh, he mentioned that he was working on a piece about the New Bedford City Council candidates. And he has that up now at newbedfordlight.org. If you want to check that out, we will talk about it with him on Monday when he comes in. But he does take a look at, you know, who he thinks are the city council candidates that have the most likelihood of being able to knock off an incumbent. He, he makes the point that it's hard to knock off the incumbent because Massachusetts state law puts the incumbents at the top of the ballot. And he argues if they were listed alphabetically, and he said this on with us before, if they were listed alphabetically by name of all the candidates then you might not see incumbents get voted in so often. But because the incumbents are listed first, they are the first five on the list of 10 candidates. And it says on the ballot, city council, vote for five. And then a lot of people will just go boom, 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 and vote for the first five on the list, which would be the incumbents. And I'm sure that that does happen. I'm not arguing that point, but informed voters know when they're going out there what they're voting for. And he makes the argument that the informed voters will know some of the names that are involved. You've got 
Ward 5 Councillor Scott Lima, who is not running for re-election in Ward 5, but instead for an at-large seat, uh, as he said to Marcus and Chris when he was on with, with them on South Coast Now, it's because he wants to focus on the waterfront. That, in, you know, being on the board of the Ocean Cluster, he has realized just the, the value of the waterfront and fallen in love with all of the, the projects that are going on there and, and the future and the potential that it holds. But that as a Ward 5 counselor, that's not under his purview, and he would rather be an at-large counselor so he can make that a large part of his focus. And we have Bruce Duart, former Ward 4 counselor, running for an at-large position. We have Carmen Amaral, who came in second in the Ward 3 special election this past year, who put on a good campaign and certainly had a lot of momentum. Folks thought she might run for Ward 3 again because it was such a quick turnaround from the special election to, to November's election. But she's going to go for an at-large seat. And also, restaurant owner Devin Burns, who is well-known in the city as well. So, Jack's looking at those four as being the strongest candidates to challenge the incumbents in that race. So let's let's see. Because you do have to overcome that. I don't I don't really know how to characterize it. I guess that impedance or that um just the fact that the incumbents are going to be first on the ballot as opposed to being alphabetical by name. Now, as he points out in the piece, and as he mentioned to us on Monday, Carmen Amaral would come first because her name is A. So if you decide not to vote for one of the incumbents, if one of them has made you give pause and you say it's time to get somebody else in there, and you just decide to go to the first name, well, that's the first one. So that's, a, that's an enviable position to be in among those. But we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. It's going to be a very exciting election season. I was talking with Jessica Machado about it yesterday because she had Sam Sutter in last night. And if you missed, if you missed the discussion last night, the podcast should be up there soon if it's not up there already. And I pushed it through already, so it'll, it just has to populate in. And she had Sam Sutter on in the first hour. And for the second night in a row, because she was supposed to have Sam on Tuesday night, but he had to reschedule. And for the second night in a row, I'm assuming the family of Malcolm Gracia showed up and was protesting outside. From what she was telling me, the first night they were on the street over at Sconicket Neck Road at the entrance into our parking lot. She sent me photos yesterday. They were actually right outside the studio windows yesterday. And of course, you know that they feel that there was no justice under Sam Sutter's DA with what happened with Malcolm Gracia and the New Bedford police, which by the way, the police are going to be releasing today they're holding a press conference to, re for, to release the results of the review that was done on the department's policies and procedures. So we'll have more on that for you later on today at WBSM.com. But the, 
the family was here protesting and it it was just a, a couple of people. It wasn't a large protest, but it seems like they'll probably be following Sam Sutter along on his campaign stops this year as he tries to unseat as, as the former mayor. He's trying to unseat the current mayor, Paul Coogan, uh, in November's election. So we, I was talking with Jess. She's going to be focusing on the Fall River elections because there's a lot of intrigue going on over there with their city council races, their mayoral race. They actually have a, a much more interesting mayoral race than we're going to have here in New Bedford, apparently. And then, of course, South Coast Now, Chris and Marcus will do the same great job covering the New Bedford election as they have in the past when they were on South Coast Tonight. So this is the place to go for all of that kind of coverage, really. We, we are everything that you need in talk radio. But right now we need to take a break and pay some bills so we can continue bringing everything that you need in talk radio. And we're going to be 